Welcome to the Job Pod with your host, Elijah. Jobs, careers, and everything in between. Conversations with experts from searching to success. Oh yeah, I was thinking it's 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 such a short time. Like I don't even know why I'm nervous. Like I can, it's it's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> Absolutely is. So thanks for joining, Tasha. Um, this is really cool for you to be a part of the Job Pod. I appreciate this very much. Hi, Elijah. Well, thanks so much for having me on the podcast. You got it. Uh, so a few things we're going to talk about. Hopefully, uh, talk about uh, Korea and what brought you there. Uh, getting your first client. Uh, pitching your writing services, where do you do it? Uh, how do you uh, get out there? And then maybe you can talk about uh, from first pitch to you know doing this full time and and thriving at it. Sound good? Sounds good. Awesome. So I, I love traveling. I love talking about traveling. So Korea for me, when you told me about that, it was super cool. Is this something you've done for a while or always dreamed of, or do you teach English at a school, or how did this all come to be? So. Uh, back in 2016, I made my first solo trip to Peru. I was there for a month. Uh, I was volunteering at a school teaching English there. And after that month ended, I was like, you know what? I really like this. I like teaching English. I like traveling. So um, next year, I made a promise to myself while I was in Peru. I was like, next year, I'm going to go to South Korea and teach English. Like I knew it was like a good place to start. I heard a lot about South Korea. So I was like, you know, it's a good place to start. I've heard a lot about it. And uh, then I packed my bags and I went to South Korea. So <laughs> that's just how like it all that. began. Yeah, Poof. just like that. Uh, well, I was, uh, wow. when I went to Peru, I was in my third year of my undergrad. And then uh, after a year more, uh, I, I even got a job in South Korea before I graduated. So yeah, uh, right after I graduated, I was off to South Korea and I, I was supposed to be there for a year, ended up being there for five. <laughs> That's yes. how it went. Usually yeah. how it goes. So did you get a um, major in English uh, because you're you know, aspiring to be a writer or, or what you go to school for? Yeah. Uh, so I went to school for English and history. Uh, so now I'm putting my English degree to use as a writer and, you know, I was teaching English. So that was also a use over there. So, you know, I, I'm actually using my degree. So <laughs> not everybody is. So it's good that you are. Awesome. Right. right. How has um, teaching in Korea uh, changed uh, your perspective on life? Like, has it or is it is it kind of the same? Just curious if that has happened. Uh, South Korea really changed my entire life. Um, I was supposed to go there just as a gap year, uh, like for just a single year, just to like have some fun before I went and started my full time job and, you know, like settled down in Canada. But after going to Korea, I started uh, exploring other parts of Asia, I traveled a lot and I I saw more opportunities and I grew a lot as a, as an individual. So I thought to myself, why not do this full time? Why not travel full time? I, I can teach anywhere. Uh, as long as, you know, I'm, I'm Canadian, I can teach English. <laughs> uh, Cause that's like one of the requirements usually is like, you have to be from one of the seven English speaking countries in the world. So I'm like, you know, I'm Canadian. I can, uh, you know, I have a degree. I can teach English. Um, I can work from my laptop as well. So uh, I decided to do this full time. Yeah. Is it through a particular program or do you just have to reach out to schools and say, hey, I'm Tasha, I'm here to teach English? 
<laughs> it could be either way. So uh, when I first started, even in Peru and my first job in Korea, I went through a recruiter. It's kind of safer if you don't know what you're doing. They help you with all your visa and paperwork and everything like that. But once you know what you're doing, um, like I, I came back uh, from Korea after two years back to Canada. And then the second time I went, I just contacted schools directly because I knew I didn't need a recruiter. I didn't need their help. Mm. Uh, so once you know what you're doing, uh, the recruiter is not necessary and you can honestly find better jobs on your own because recruiters, um, they sometimes like they don't think about what's best for you. They just want like the fees. So it's best for you to like, look for your own work if you know what you're doing. But if you need that help, you know, the stepping stone, then recruiters are great to start with. Awesome. Yeah. Does that whole process involve you having to go find a place and all that? Like it's a brand new country, right? Uh, unless you've been there before, you don't know what to expect. Yeah, it's a little, it was a little terrifying to start, but I've always been on the adventurous side, living on the edge side. So nothing like that scared me. Um, my first, you know, when I went to Peru, they already like had like a homestay set up for me. So the uh, one of the pros for going through with a program or like a recruiter is that they already set up all that kind of stuff for you. So even when I had my first job in Korea, there was already an apartment for, waiting for me. You know, my, my uh, boss picked me up from the airport, took me straight to my apartment. Uh, they have all that set up for you. So, um, and then, yeah, usually schools help you set up that kind of stuff. So you don't have to worry about it. That's awesome. Cause I know mm -hmm. any job in Canada, I've never had my boss pick me up and take me to work. So that's pretty special, <laughs> right? Right. They really, they really baby you over there. So, I mean, it depends on the job, but I'm lucky. Like my first job really babied me. Like they, they would pick us up every morning from the apartment. Like there were a bunch of teachers that lived in these same apartments. So we were like a family. Um, it was really, and like anytime we had to go to the hospital, they would pick us up, you know, even if it was the middle of the night. So, um, yeah, it really felt like they were my, my boss was like my parent, honestly. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, it, I have so many questions, but uh, we'll certainly leave it for later because there's uh, so many things that I'm just fascinated by that I can go off on a tangent. But it, it sounds like it'd be incredible experience. And, and I, I hope you're glad that uh, you went through with it and uh, took it on. Yeah, I totally am. It changed my life. And, you know, I'm looking forward to heading back to Asia and pursuing freelancing full time. So, yes. And that's text by Tasha, the, the writing business that you started this year. How's that going for you? It's going pretty great. So I started earlier this year, uh, a few months after I started, uh, I was just like, you know, building my website and building a presence for myself online. And then uh, I got my first client through a Facebook group and then like I worked for them for a few months and that kind of got the ball rolling uh, even more. So yeah, it's uh, and then I've had a few more clients since then. So it's been pretty good. So you literally found somebody through a Facebook group because most of these influencers are talking about these fancy steps and these things you should do and all these lists and these perfect um, scenarios. And here you are keeping it simple. <laughs> There's honestly so many different ways to find freelancing work. And I, I really encourage those who are starting off to join a bunch of Facebook groups. There's so many different groups like for your niche or for uh, freelance writers um, and just connect with others and show them, you know, comment on other people's posts, show that you're an expert in writing or in your area. And then there's a lot of posts where people are like, hey, I'm looking for a freelance writer for this or that. And, you know, comment and send your resume and bam, there you go. <laughs> cool. It's, yeah, I know um, Facebook has a reputation about uh, being uh, 
old, right? So you have the boomers and the Gen Xs and maybe uh, some millennials. And and those uh, the kids are on TikTok. I call them kids, young adults. May not think it's as cool <laughs> to be on Facebook, but you're if right. you're looking to get out there and expand your, your clientele, I guess uh, anywhere you can find your first gig is worth it, right? Definitely. I agree. I'm honestly, I'm not focusing too much on my uh, like uh, Facebook business page. I'm focusing more on my LinkedIn and other things, but I'm just part of the Facebook groups. Like the groups are the only thing I'm, I'm sometimes I'm on, sometimes I'm not, but it, Facebook is definitely not something I focus hugely on other than the groups. The groups are great. <laughs> awesome. So you have uh, Instagram presence, you're on Facebook, you're on LinkedIn. Like, as a small business owner, I know it's probably a little tougher, right? Personally, you, you go on once in a while, you just poke on, maybe you, maybe you just skim through stories, things like that. But it's a business, you got to be active all the time. So how, where do you focus most of your work? Is that LinkedIn to uh, grab your network and then, I guess, scatter outwards? Or how do you work your socials? Honestly, that is the hardest part. I'm, I'm a really... I'm very much like an Akuna Matata kind of person. I like to have slow mornings. Discipline is not uh, my strength. Um, like I wake up every morning with the joy and excitement of wanting to go directly back to sleep. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I make a to-do list, you know, for today and, you know, I just can't figure out who's going to do it. Um, so it's uh, that part has been a little tough, but you're totally right. Like you have to put yourself out there every day, post every single day. Um, and you know, part of that is creating a productive, uh, workplace, which for me at this moment hasn't been that as easy because I'm with my in-laws for the first time. So mm. sometimes they'll, sometimes I'll be doing work and they'll poke their head in and it looks like I'm doing nothing. And, you know, I say like, it may look like I'm doing nothing, but in my head, I'm very busy. I promise. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely, uh, discipline and produ productivity. I, I have to work on those two more. <laughs> What, how have you found, um, instead of having the work dictated to you, now you're dictating the work, how has that process differed and how have you been able to keep yourself motivated when you just want to have naps all day? Has it been a particular <laughs> strategy that you've taken on? Uh, I read a lot of inspirational books. I just finished a book called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. I highly recommend it. It's a book that teaches you about uh, self-discipline. There's seven different steps for you to follow. Um, my other coworker just gifted me a book uh, called Principles, so I'm reading that. And honestly, those books and other people's words motivate me a lot. I'm really all about like words and quotes and things like that, and that that keeps me going. And it gets you know, I make a schedule and I follow that. So those words motivate me. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like they're a bit cliche, right? Uh, there's a bunch of different authors who want to inspire you and, and and whether or not that sticks, I guess, and really resonates with you is a totally different story. Definitely. Uh, for me, I'm easily influenced by words in that way. Like, you know, I'll just be having a conversation with my coworker and, you know, they'll tell me like their routine, waking up five in the morning. And I'm like, wow, you know what? I'm going to do that starting tomorrow. I'm so glad I'm friends with you. Like I'm, I can be easily influenced in that way, luckily. So, you know, I can be a little lacuna matata, you know, lazy, relaxing, but, um, you know, I know, I know when to get work done. So. Yeah. And, and that's interesting, too, because in corporate uh, or, or working for someone else, um, you're working nine to five or set shift eight to four, whatever it is, three to 11. Right. And you're always uh, focused on the hours instead of the actual quantity of work you're putting in. So I guess technically you could split up your day full of naps and work. And if you're still productive, exactly. wiser. 
Exactly. That's exactly why I'm getting into freelance writing. That, that's why I've enjoyed it so far. Like convincing myself was super easy while I was working the nine to five, or in that case in Korea, I was working one to nine. You know, like I, I was burning out and I really wanted the freedom to work from home. You know, I have a travel, I have travel plans where my bank balance can't keep up with them. And, you know, I want to be time rich and location independent. So all of that stuff was e easy to motivate me um, to have like a better work-life balance and all that. Yeah. Awesome. While you're finding your work-life balance, how did you find the top eight services on your text by Tasha website? Um, you have copywriting, you have script writing, ghost writing content, uh, uh, journalism, editing, textbooks. Is this um, just a list you came up with or stuff you're good at or stuff you enjoy? Um, it's a, it's a, it's a mix of both for sure. Um, and my, my niche is education and travel. Uh, I've been teaching in the classroom for several years, both in the public and private sector. So, um, these are, you know, things I've been passionate about for a long time and I've, I've really been writing for a long time. So I thought, why not put this and put this as a service? So, um, I offer different services, content writing, copywriting, um, different experiences in my life have helped me be, become a strong writer in different ways. For example, copywriting, I'm strong at that because in Korea, I uh, helped a startup business or like from ground zero, like helped open the business, open the front doors. Um, for a year, I was doing everything like the administrative stuff, uh, management, hiring, all of that stuff. So I really understand the business perspective there. So that's what really helped me with getting into copywriting, especially. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Where where else besides Facebook groups are you pitching your work? Uh, do you pick up the phone and call people, or is there a particular, um, I guess, places that you find most successful? Oh wow, uh, that sounds a little scary. Picking up the phone and calling. <laughs> do people still do little. that? <laughs> maybe, or maybe it's cold DMing nowadays. But yeah, right. kind of feels that way. I I send a lot of emails, so I reach out to businesses that I'm interested in working for. So. Um, a lot of cold pitching through emails, through LinkedIn. And that's that's basically, I'm focusing more on LinkedIn because I know that that's where people get a lot of their clients. So I'm trying to focus more on networking. Mm. Um, and I think like that's like a gold mine is what I've heard. So focusing on LinkedIn at the moment. Can, do you have, are you getting pretty successful or is it most of the time where you find that you don't get an answer or just kind of uh, figure things out as you go? I'm figuring things out as I go. Um, there's a lot of no responses or ghosting for sure. And that's just uh, what comes with a part of, you know, this freelance writing business. But uh, the ones who respond, it is definitely positive. Um, and I, f I found I'm getting clients in weird ways. I just, for example, like uh, the school I was last working at, I was using an AI program at the school and I just decided to write a blog post about it. And then the uh, somebody from the company, like uh, the vice president saw it, uh, saw my blog somehow. And then they were like, wow, we really love this. Like, can we use it to promote our, uh, from promote our company? And I was like, sure. And then they reached out to me for more writing for press release articles and things like that. So yeah, it's uh, that was very interesting. <laughs> and now that you have an internet connection, uh, you, you, you know, your time is up to you, right? You can work from anywhere. Exactly. Um, Wanting to be time rich, location independent. That's that's what I'm all about for sure. Yep. And I guess that's kind of where we go to your dream hut or a village or, or beach location in Thailand. That's the next, next dream, is it? 
That's definitely the next dream. Um, so we're planning on moving to Thailand in uh, around January, February, and that's where my husband is going to continue teaching. Um, and I'm going to pursue more of my, I'm going to focus full time on my freelance writing business while I'm there on the beach cool. in a hut, <laughs> staring at the ocean, which is what I'm all about. <laughs> awesome. So will you have the opportunity to teach while you're there or are you going to focus solely on uh, the freelance writing and, um, and different gigs that you get? I'm going to focus solely on freelancing uh, at that time. I've been teaching for several years, so I think I'm definitely ready for a career change. I'm a person who really highly believes in like, you know, change is important. It's good for the soul. So I thought, you know, I need to push myself to try something new, get out of the comfort zone. Teaching is something that comes easy to me. I can do it with my eyes closed. Um, and, I, and I'm sure I could land a really good teaching job in Thailand with, with all my experience, um, especially, mm -hmm. at, you know, I got into head, man head teaching and management in Korea since I was there for so many years. But I don't want to take the easy route. I want to take the difficult route. Uh, I'm, I've always been the black sheep of the family. Um, normal is overrated. Weird is good. I'm weird. I want to do something different. So I'm going to go for it. <laughs> so you can push your limits, whatever they may be. Always, always living on the edge. Yes. <laughs> Cool. Do you have any particular dreams, uh, clients in Thailand? Is that crossed your mind yet? Um, not particularly in Thailand. I'm open to working with clients from all over the world. Uh, the current client that I'm speaking to, they do like the, the AI company for um, schools. They do have presence in Thailand. So I think I might work with them a little bit once I'm there. Uh, to see what they need. So I, one of my dreams is to really, fo really get into ed tech. So um, I'm going to try to find more ed tech clients uh, going towards in the future. Yep. Educational tech? Yes, that's right. Okay. Put two and two together. Not always are the acronyms <laughs> and short forms. So any particular tech that you're hoping to, is AI still uh, your passion? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, I've taught, I've been in education for a long time and I really strongly believe in, um, you know, innovation and change and using technology to improve the education system. And I'm, I'm really, you know, as a teacher for so long, I really don't believe in the traditional methods anymore. And I know there are lots of misunderstood ideas in education. So I really want to be a part of the education movement that's, you know, moving forward. Um, so, you know, the future of education lies in technology and AI and all that. So I really want to be a part of that. And I want to write for businesses, um, that are, you know, that are focusing on that. The block coding yeah. and STEM tools and little, um, gizmos and gadgets that kids getting it into now. Um, I feel like you and I missed out, uh, in our childhood, but uh, <laughs> now I'm bringing that back, trying to play with these little uh, computers and, and tinker and, and the block coding for me makes sense. Cause I don't have to worry about all the nuances. I can just push stuff and do things. And, and even though I'm an old guy, I can still learn new tricks. <laughs> exactly. Good. Exactly. I'm, re I'm really happy to see the change in education. I mean, I, I'm a strong believer of, you know, we have to meet kids where they are and not expect kids to meet us, you know, with the traditional methods of teaching that we have. So it's time for change in education. And I want Anything, to be part of that. What's the biggest thing that you'd like to see change in, in tech ed or ed tech? Anything in um, mind or just everything? 
just uh, there's a lot of things. Um, there's a lot of misunderstandings in education about homework and mm. um, about you know the way the classroom should be. You know, individualized learning. I really like the way AI focuses on individualized learning, and I think that's really important. And for several years, we've had a discussion about how how can we personalize learning, and you know, there's teacher shortages and things like that. So I think we really need to take advantage of the technology we have now instead of you know, watching it, you know, run over us, we need to catch up with it and take advantage of it now. Yeah. Awesome. The future is bright for text by Tasha. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm a little jealous that you're going to be hanging out uh, on the beach with your laptop, uh, with <laughs> sand in your toes, but this is a dream you're going to make happen. And I'm excited to see it uh, come to fruition. And when you're on LinkedIn, I will have no idea what time zone you're in. And that'll be just perfect. <laughs> Come visit me anytime in Thailand, Elijah, and everyone Tempted. else as well. <laughs> Jobs, careers, and everything in between. Conversations with experts from searching to success.